You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews for Bob Jane T-Mart's tire and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome to another edition of Off the Bench with Scotty Sattler and myself, Jason Matthews. Hello, Scott. Hey, Jace, and also listeners, uh, what a week. Another big week. Uh, some coaching movements. Again, is there any coach that's safe? I don't think there's any coach that's safe other than Craig Bellamy and probably Ricky Stewart. I wouldn't even say Wayne Bennett's safe. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Uh, then also we saw player movement as well yeah. from the Bulldogs and uh, the possible return of a league legend. He could have been a league legend, but he, he a kept... A possible return of a league legend. Is this, this is a good hook and tease, mate. I don't know. Who, yeah. I'm looking at the rundown. I don't even know well, who you're talking about. Well, I'm trying to explain him and describe him as a rugby league legend, and he is, but he could have been one of the greats if he stayed. Anyway, yeah. When are we talking about that? Because now I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, great Thursday night football game. I think the West Tigers have arrived. Yeah, I think if they play a lot of teams the way they've been playing, they win the games. It's unfortunate they come up against... One of the competition favourites in Para, who had all their superstars back, and it was it was a it was a high intensity, high octane game. And the West Tigers they were they were sensational in those first stages, but the good teams what they do is they sit back and they they don't panic, and that's exactly what Para did. It was brutal. Mm, it was time. a lot of mm. lot of claret spilt. Um, what about the young bloke making his debut for the West Tigers? Sean Bloor. Who Nathan Brown ran at three times in a row and he just stood up and, and legally hit Brown. And you could tell Brown respected it. Well, the that's how you up. get respect yeah. um, on the on the field. It's yeah. it's by not whinging. And you got to dig down deep into the parts of your body you didn't think you had when yeah. you're tired. Yeah, he would have he ended up playing end up playing about 50 minutes yeah. at Sean Bloor at 19 years of age in his debut. He was probably only thinking he was going to play 20. Yeah. But because of the injuries, yeah, of course. he would have had a message sent out to him and said, mate, I know you're burning. I know your legs and lungs are absolutely screaming at the moment. But I need you to be really tough. And I need you to just get through the pain barrier. And he did that. And in the process, took, took on one of the competition's hard men. And, mate, he looked like he belonged, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. That's Absolutely. the biggest part, Jace. You're right. Absolutely look like he belonged. Hey, uh, special shout out to Bob Jane T-Marts, uh, sponsors of Off the Bench, great supporters. Uh, get up to 20% off top brands like Monster and PDW Wheels at Bob Jane T-Marts. Let's get into a, a news update. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. So there's a bit of stuff going on with Corey Harira Nara. Harawira Nara. Harawira Nara. Yeah, Corey Harawira Nara, of course. Both he and Jade Nockenbaugh were um, they had their appeals and they're um, they're able to return to the NRL. And Corey Harawira Nara has been openly, you know, whether it's through management, whatever it may be, the um, the messages have been he's not happy with the Bulldogs, yep. he doesn't want to play there anymore. So as of, what was it, Friday morning? Yeah, Friday morning there was a uh, word came through officially that Corey Harawira and Naira would be released immediately from the Bulldogs yep. and will join the Raiders. Now, that's a great mid- mid-season pickup when you've got John Bateman coming back as well, Jase. So yeah. last year he led the competition in offloads. He's a tremendous player. 
And whether you agree with what he did or not, the point is here is that he's back playing rugby league um, and he's going to a side that he's going to get even stronger yeah. leading into finals. He is, he's available from round 11 too, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There is a clause that he's not allowed to play the round 16 clash versus the Dogs. I like that. What, so do do you I. Think, what do you think of that? Yeah, I like it. And that would have been from the Bulldogs yep. and possibly the NRL. It would have been, would have been one of the um, uh, dispensations that would have been that you, you can have him, but there is one clause. He's not going to come back and haunt us. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. All righty. Um, Cowboys coach. There's some candidates being thrown around. Let's look at these. Uh, you've heard rumours that Jason Riles could be interested in the job. Yeah, he's the assistant coach to Craig Bellamy. Very highly thought of um, from all reports. A good Former relation- Dragons legend. Former great player. A really, Blue. really good front yeah. rower. He's a yeah. tough player to play against. He had... Fantastic skill, six foot five, but he used to be a halfback in the juniors. He just had this amazing growth spurt and ended up one of the fine front rows of the modern era. And for more reports, has really um, soaked up a lot of the knowledge that that the Melbourne Storm um, have been able to educate him with over over many years. Now, yeah, I'm hearing Jason Rolls. Now he has signed with the English Rugby Union. Eddie Jones. Is that start at the end of the year? Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, starts after the season in preparation for the upcoming World Cup. Yeah, and uh, he's going over as the defensive coach, but because of COVID, yeah, of that may change the whole landscape of how that deal looks. So, what happens now? Does he stay at Melbourne, or do they think he's ready to go into a into a full time role? Now, the two roles that are available at the moment, at the moment, are the Cowboys and the Warriors. I wouldn't put a rookie coach into the Warriors. I think you need a seasoned veteran, a person that has a real good focus on development. Um. And someone who can give a little bit of tough love. Now, I'm sure Jason Rolls has all of those attributes, but probably more so the Cowboys. Are, you're, you're isolated away from everyone. That's well, the plum job, mate. Yeah, and you've got a really good, you've got a really good network of juniors you can you mm. can draw on. Mm. Uh, a fantastic Heartland. Com- yeah, community, fantastic yeah. community. Brand new stadium. Exactly. So Funds. you got money. But the best part of it, they're one of the most well-run clubs yeah. operationally. Yeah. So as a rookie coach, you can just focus on rugby league. Let on everything players. else, on the yeah, let yeah. everything else take its course with yeah. the people who have got their roles. Yeah. Now, someone else, Kevy Walters. Yep. Um, did he? Is it true he missed out on the role one time because of a PowerPoint presentation? Well, what the, is this story? I've are, heard it before. It's an urban myth, but I don't know whether it's true or not. But apparently, it is. <laughs> the feedback he got was that the presentation that he gave and Paul Green was part of that process as well, is that it wasn't as streamlined and and modern as what they they would have liked. And Mate, I'm crap at I'm I'm hopeless at PowerPoint presentations. Yep. What do you like? I like PowerPoint presentations. Oh, because yeah, you're a geek. But in saying that, it shouldn't decide whether you can oversee a, a team of of rugby league men. Could you imagine Wayne Bennett doing a PowerPoint presentation for the I don't think Wayne job? Bennett knows how to text message. So, <laughs> um, But in saying that, uh, Kevy Walters sort of – it's got to the stage now for Kevy where everyone keeps lauding him as the next coach, next head coach. Why isn't he getting the gigs? What's missing? Sometimes I think people see Kevy as the larrikin. You know, Alfie and Kerrod and Kevy are all the, the, the larrikin and – could they do? Could they? Could they have that personality that could that could um, stay engaged in a in a first grade team? It's not day by day in NRL coaching. It's minute by minute. There's so many changing. So that's probably the feedback that people get. 
Is it also because he's not an assistant coach at a club at the moment? Well, he has been. Yeah, but he's not at the moment. No, he's not at the moment, but he is the, the origin coach, which is short-term coaching, completely different. Yeah. Now, the feedback I get is that he's perfect at it, the short-term coaching. Yeah. You can be serious when you need to be. You can muck around when you need to be. You let your hair down, let the players relax. But when you, you know, for that short stage leading into the game, if you need to motivate your squad, yeah. he's got the ability to do that as well. Yeah. Now, short-term coaches aren't always great. NRL coaches, but it's getting to the stage now where someone has to need needs to give Kevy a job to see whether he can coach at NRL level or not. I reckon Kevy should go back to uh, an assistant coach role when he's ready. He's an outstanding human being. He's a great leader. Mm. But I, I think I don't know. I think clubs now are looking for that person who's in a really good system, a real, like like the Storm system, the Rooster system. Uh, with Broncos, maybe. I mean, he was an assistant coach at the Broncos. I think right? the only and club very successful. I think the only club at the moment that he could coach as a head coach, and this is just my own personal view, is is the Broncos. And I think he could do it for two years, three years, get some real soul back in that club in that jersey, um, re-engage the community, re-engage that Western Belt as well, leading out through Ipswich and Toowoomba, where he's he's a king, both he and Alf and his family. I think that's the role that he needs to sink his teeth in. Before he went to another NRL club as a head coach, mm. two years at the Broncos, I think would give him a really good platform and a really good grounding to get used to head coaching. I, I don't. I, I reckon the club's in too much of a mess, mate, for for Kevy to go into that. I reckon the only people that could coach the Broncos right now are Trent Robinson and Craig Bellamy. I reckon they're the only ones. Mate. Yeah, no, I think because if Ke- if Kevy went in, all he'd need was would be two really strong, experienced assistant coaches that can that can fill in the flaws that he's got from a personality point of view. Whether you know, if he wants to play the the coach that is very approachable and and the the coach that players he love needs to a play for, you saying he needs a, he needs a guy that's willing to to drive the hard yeah. the hard messages Kevy. home. That's not Kevy, but the club needs that. It does, and you, and you can do that through your really good assistant coaches. When Paul Green won the comp in fifteen, yeah, David Ferner and John Cartwright, like really experienced mm. assistant coaches, mm. they are as important as the playing group. Sometimes your assistant yeah. coaches, okay. how much success you get. So, you know, whatever happens with Anthony Seabold, yeah. and I do in a way hope that Anthony Seabold turns this around for the Broncos. But in saying that, if it doesn't. And it doesn't look good at the moment. I think Kevy's the right man for the only the Broncos. I can't job. believe we got onto the Broncos when we're talking about the Cowboys. Too quickly, uh, Anthony Griffin, Cowboys. He'd be a good choice, I think. Anthony Griffin for the Cowboys, but most importantly, probably the Warriors. Yeah, okay, yeah. Huge you development he'll, focus. He'll, he'll get a job out of this. Absolutely. He's a great coach and, and dudded at Penrith. I and a good guy too. Yeah, a really, really good guy. He's really good. I shared a. I gave him a bite of my hamburger at Bathurst once when I was doing the sideline. But in a different story. Uh, I'll share it with you another day. He enjoyed it, Hook, too. Uh, what about Todd Payton? Todd Payton definitely deserves to be in a system. Uh, very highly thought of at the Cowboys. And again, still classed as a rookie coach. Uh, could do a good job at the Cowboys. He'd want the Warriors gig first. And if he missed that, I reckon if he misses the Warriors gig, he won't get the Cowboys gig. Yeah, Cowboys is probably would be the best gig for him. Um, the Warriors, I think... Needs that experienced coach, and unfortunately okay. for Toddy, who's a very good friend of mine, I don't think I don't think he'd be ready for it. I know uh, Barrett's is now the coach of the Bulldogs. Good, good three good decision. Yeah, well, from all reports, That's yes. A tough gig. You know, when he was at Manly, he had a fallout with Bob Fulton. You may as well, you know, put your own nails in your coffin when when that happens. Yeah. Um, so he's got to be able to 
from a personality point of view, he's got to be able to handle strong, strong-minded officials. And probably the Bulldogs are probably even harsher than the Manly Ringer Seagulls when it comes to everyone's buy-in. And so he's got to be able to control that. And the only control he's going to get is going to be from his first encounter, and that has got to be, I run the football department or I run the team. Everyone else stays out. Myself and Steve Price, we run the football department. Everyone else, go and do your own roles. I hope, I hope he's saying this to the board. Exactly, and he needs to. That's, um, the, that's one of the problems. Because if he goes there and thinks it's going to happen over time, organically, no, won't happen. No, he's going to lay so, um, line the line. Well, hopefully he's, he's established that in the negotiation. Yeah, I've spoken to a lot of Manly players that played under him. They rate him highly, Do they? really, really highly. A couple of flaws in his coaching that, that even Trent Barrett believes that he's improved on. Uh, so I think he's a really good choice for the Bulldogs. Okay. Sonny Bill on the Roosters. Mm. Well, that's the one I'm talking about in relation to if he stayed in rugby league, I, I believe he would have been the greatest forward we've ever seen. And, uh, you know, when you talk about Raper and Coot and McCarthy and Brad Clyde, those sort of players, Glenn Lazarus. You're old man. Sattler? No, he doesn't sit up amongst those guys. As captain, he does, but not as a player. But a um, harsh, harsh critic, yeah. But um, <laughs> if Sonny Bill stayed in the game and didn't leave, go to rugby union, I'm, you don't begrudge him for doing it because he's a multi-sports champion. So you only have a short window, don't you? Exactly. Um, I think he would have been our greatest forward ever. So it looks like he's going to be back to the Roosters. They've released a young outside back to go to the West Tigers, who West Tigers signed him next year. They've let him go immediately to free up one spot in their playing group. And... Looks as though that Sonny Bill will fill that for a minimum of five games, right? Leading into the finals and seeing where they're sitting in the finals and where he has to, where he sits in that pecking order is, as well. Is this an emotional decision or a smart decision from the Roosters? Both. It's a smart decision. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to get the same Sonny Bill and Williams that you had back in two thousand. No, but he, no, but there's things that he brings off the field as well, right. and they haven't been their best the last two or three weeks. The Roosters, they need another shot in the arm, and maybe. Sonny Bill can offer that, but what, you. I'd take him at South. What he teaches players off the field is quite amazing. Um, he might only play twenty five minutes, but it'll be quality as opposed to quantity. Yeah. And it's an emotional decision because Nick Politis, Trent Robinson, and Sonny Bill have this this amazing relationship. Where if ever he was going to go to any team, it was only ever going to go be to the Roosters. And you know what? I want to see him back in the game. Okay. Uh, some good news for West Tigers player Michael Cheekam. He's been discharged from hospital after suffering a seizure on field and he's been monitored by the uh, West Tigers That was distressing. Doctors. It was. But it was quite uh, innocuous. It was, okay. it was just a simple tackle, yeah. hip on the side of the temple. Yeah. And you know, some of the footage last night when he was having a seizure was, like I said, it was, it was distressing. But it was great to hear during the coverage that he was sitting up, he was talking, yeah. he was lucid. It's that time for an off-the-bench Friday night preview. Well, this game, how about this game, Sats? Friday night, the Broncos are taking on the Storm. I'm going to let our listeners know that you said, I think the Broncos are going to win. Please tell me you're joking. I never said that. You did, off the air. You said to oh, me. I well, said you said that, mate. I'm a journalist, you said to mate. Me, I, I look for everything. You said to me, I think South will beat Canberra. I said, really? Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I think the Broncos are going to beat Manly. Oh, uh, so Melbourne. you're taking the P1 double five out of me? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, well, Even though South, are, I love the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I just think they're I don't think you do. up against it. I, but, think, uh, I think you're all, all talk. You think so? I do. You, so you, you haven't know. seen my tattoo with a bunny on it, with 1908 established written on it? It's, so yeah, where, I'm a, I'm where, a true fan. Where is it? Just on my hip. I don't want to see it. Okay. All right, okay, tonight. Um, 
How much will they win by the Storm? I reckon about forty. If 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 the West Tigers could towel the Broncos up by that much, the Storm the Storm could just have a field. Day. This could either be one of the great upsets oh, please, of the modern era please. because the bookies head to head. It's the highest price a team has ever paid on a two horse race. I think they've got like a nineteen and a half points head start. I don't think it's enough. It's not enough, mate. It'll be it's thirty plus. It'll either be one of the great greatest upsets we've seen. Will be business as usual in relation to some of the score lines we we've seen against the Brisbane Broncos. One thing I will say is that in Anthony Seibold's uh, in his um, defence defence is that he's made changes. And yes, they're probably he's got to yeah, but he's it's probably two or three weeks too late. Yep. But in saying that, he, at least he's made the changes. Tom Dearden at halfback, you'll see a completely different Brodie Croft and a completely different Anthony Milford. I believe. Is Milford fit enough to be playing fullback? Probably not. But there are ways he can inject the fullback when they're not match fit in that position. I'd, I'd, I don't think he trained during COVID, to be honest. But uh, Tom Dearden is this sort of player that just... I know his family really well. Not his family, but his DNA. Mm. His, his uncles, and they're a really tough family. They, they embrace challenges as a family. He'll embrace this challenge. He'll take over as a 19-year-old. He'll free up Brodie Croft, who doesn't like pressure. And he'll free up Anthony Milford, who will just be another kid like he's in the backyard playing and doesn't have to have all this structure around him. So I expect to see a better Broncos performance on the back of Tom Dearden playing. But this Melbourne Storm team are pretty special. They're pretty special. So, um, right, Mate, the Storm will smash the Broncos. The forward pack are doing nothing for the Broncos. Tom Dearden at number seven needs some – he needs a forward pack going forward for yeah, starters. The good halves don't need a forward pack going forward. But but he's it, not a good half, mate. He's, he's, he's untried in that position. He's a, young, he's a rookie. Yeah, he is a rookie. So you need some, you need some help. You need some help to get that, you know, get that momentum going and, and get those combinations going. I'll throw something else at you. Why are they still persisting with Darius? Uh, and again, here's a good analogy. Here's a here's a good comparison, I should say. West Tigers, mm. uh, Madge drops um, drops Brooks for not performing. He missed nine tackles in a game. Puts Dro- him down to the drops bench. Benji. Drops Benji. They get a kick up the pants. All of a sudden, look. You can tell Madge is serious. The West Tigers, even though they lost by they look ten resilient. points, they look yeah. they, they've got there's there's a, a thing about them now. And he's so proud of their performance on Thursday night. Why haven't any of these underperforming Broncos been dropped and get, been given a kick up the pants? Don't say to me there's no depth. There are lots of kids who will happily run out for the Broncos. And that's probably the argument is that you don't want to put another kid in the position. But why not, mate? No, yeah, I agree with you. But in one, in the other sense, it, it is what a kid gives you is they don't give you intelligence in relation to maturity. No, maturity around having 70, 80, 150, 180 games under their belt, and that awareness of the game. But they also have no scars. You're right. They give you hunger and enthusiasm. So I agree with you. I think Darius, Darius, unfortunately, he's, I'd hate to see his legacy tainted by the last couple of seasons. Oh, it's too late, mate, unfortunately. But, you know, they have got depth in those positions. They've got Herbie Farnworth that can play in the centres. They've got people they can put on the wing. But not just him, though. Croft should have been dropped at some stage. Milford should have been dropped. I'm not just picking on Darius Boyd here. There's a few players that should have been yeah, dropped. Yeah, you're exactly right. So um, they can use depth as long as as much as they want to as an argument and lack of it for the Brisbane Broncos. But yeah, they're, they're at this stage negotiating a loan deal to the Canberra Raiders with Ethan Bullimore. They're very young back sense. railway. It doesn't make sense. So 
He has made some changes. If they get towed up by the Melbourne Storm, which everyone is anticipating, I don't think it's going to be as bad as what people think it is. But if they do, well, then he, he, he then needs to make some more decisions. Rightio, more off the bench to come after this. Thanks to Bob Jane T-Marts, our great mates of Bob Jane T-Marts. Uh, get up to 20% off brands like Monster and PDW Wheels at Bob Jane T-Marts right now. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. He's 15 metres in from the far touchline. Here is the last tackle. They go down the short side, short ball, and Leilua has scored. I love seeing this now. Problem whatsoever. They're about a metre out from the try line. Harry Grant looks to his right, the open side. The referee says no because Jennings wasn't allowed to get to his feet. Now Brown, what a run, but what a tackle. Who was that? The youngster, McIntyre. Terrific tackle. Now Gutherson, they've got numbers. Sivo for the corner, one to beat. Dewey with a shoulder charge, not good enough. Micah Sivo scores the try, four all with a kick to come. They're going to check for some reason. I don't know why. He was well inside the touchline. I reckon the shoulder charge. It was a shoulder charge, but should the try should be awarded. Well, maybe an eight-point try. We're going to check. Sivo has scored a much-needed try for Parramatta. Oh, he slipped he over. He slipped over <laughs> trying to kick the ball, Mitchell Moses. And it's a four-point try. Out of play, screaming for a set restart as Wanger Blake tried to get to his feet. Good Down ball. the offload from Davey. They keep it alive. Into space they go. Campbell Gillard. He's only got the fullback to beat. He's around him. Where's the support? He doesn't need it. The what? front row has scored the try of a lifetime. He's gone 50 <laughs> metres, and it was all on the back of the offload from Andrew Davey. Can you believe it? I saw it, but I don't know that I can. Regan Campbell Gillard has run 50 metres and they couldn't catch him. 10-8 with 12-8 with a kick to come. They have. Really good for the Tigers. Two bench players involved. Little chip over the top. Moses, no one at home. He gets oh. the bounce and scores. Oh, oh, oh. Dewey was up in the line. Mitchell Moses, chip oh, over man. the top, gets the bounce. And the Eels in front for the first time in the game. 16-12 with a kick to come. Mitchell Moses magic. Third tackle right in front. Risky play. I love it. Mitch Moses doesn't get... He just gets to the line. See, there's no fullback at home because Dewey was up in the line. He chips straight over the top of Dewey. Now to Gutherson, kicking, chases on Lane. He got it down just inside the dead ball line. Sean Lane gets the try. The referee will check the dead ball line and the grounding, but he certainly got there inside the dead ball line. Did he get downward pressure? If he has, it'll be 22 to 12. I think he has. I think it's a really good play there. Gutherson gets to the line on tackle four. Lane outstretched the big man and he scored. He has got it down. A try of the year nominee for Repco authorised service already. That's going to give them a a 10-12 point lead here. The the Parramatta Reels early in the second half. Tremendous kick. A great kick right into the teeth of the line. It was Clint Gutherson I think was the one that put the kick through. Yeah. He's well-weighted. I don't know where Moses Zimbai was. I'm just looking at the car sales replay. He's right next to the referee. Does he know he was Right next back? to the play the ball. Oh, and he just doesn't get across urgent enough. He's got I, don't, no I, don't think he real, I don't think he realises he's... I think at one stage there he probably thinks he's still playing in the centres and just falling across the front line. There's no urgency for him to get across the back of the line. He's 12 metres away from the goal line, right in centre field. Plays the ball back to Marnie. It comes to Dylan Brown. Gutherson, Sebo score in the corner. Catch and pass, and Sebo scores. Oh. Finally, the Eels make all that possession count for points. 
and Mike Acevo gets his second, and it's 26-12 with a kick to come. Yeah, it wasn't a, ma- a matter of time, was it? The amount of pressure they were putting. He then comes away from the touchline. I'm going to play a bit of touch oh. here, but he's thrown it straight onto the chest of Utoy Kamanu, who takes the tackle, and it's full time. Parramatta 26 have defeated the West Tigers 16. Now, there you have it, the highlights on NRL Nation uh, for Parramatta versus the West Tigers. Great game, Sats, wasn't it? High intensity. It was. It was a really good game. The West Tigers, they flew out of the blocks and they, I suppose, they threw a few hand grenades over the uh, over the fence really early on and, and showed the Parramatta Eels that it wasn't going to be an easy game. Now, it was, it was always built up, wasn't it, this mm. whole Ryan Madison playing against his side for the first time. It didn't work out great for Ryan Madison. He missed the first tackle on Luciano Leilua for the try. And then off the very next kickoff, just gets knocked out clean by yeah. by Russell Packer. So, And Russell Packer gave him an absolute mouthful. So, Can I can I stop you on Russell yep. Packer again on reports? Yeah. Is, I, it, is he a liability, this bloke? No, he's a front rower. You want your front, front yeah, rower to be always, a liability. He always seems to be on reports. Yeah, no, you know what? <sighs> Am I saying this out loud? And I've got to be careful. The Parramatta Eels, three of their players last night grabbed their head when they were put in an awkward position in the tackle, when they back into the tackle. Right. I don't know whether it's a ploy to so get the penalty. So you're saying it may not have been a crusher. I don't, I, 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 so watching the game live, I didn't notice it. I thought he, I thought he actually missed him. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I think the three cases last night against the, Param- the West Tigers players against Parra, I don't think any of them have got a case to answer. Well, there are reports. And there are three, there are three penalties that were given, three players put on report. Right. And the crusher tackle is something I feel as though that we need to address differently. Yes, the safety needs to be first and foremost, and but it needs to be addressed differently rather than just blowing a penalty straight away. But right. in, in saying that, I, going back to the game, the good part about the really good sides is that they're able to absorb a lot of pressure. They don't worry about panic. If they panic and feel as though they've got to catch up, well that's when you get yourself um, digging a bigger hole. But what Parra did, they absorbed the pressure really well. And then they were able to, if you want to use boxing terms, as we were in the call last night, they got the ability where they had the West Tigers up against the ropes. They only had one reserve for a long time, the West Tigers. Young Sean Bloor, as we said earlier on, yeah. he just had to play more minutes than what was anticipated. But And they had them up against the ropes. And they, just, they were just waiting to punch. And that's exactly what happened. And... It was a it was a good win by Para. I don't think Brad Arthur would be overly impressed by the way they started the game, but in saying that, I think he'd be really happy with the way they clawed their way back in. Yeah, yeah, they mate, they showed steel. They did steel that Parramatta didn't have. Yeah. in years gone by. Now, what about two of the two of the best individual tries we'll see this year? First one, Mitchell Moses, the chip over the top. Adam Dewey playing in the front line as a fullback defensively. I hate it. I, in the modern game, I see too much of it, and I just. I despise it. If you've got a halfback that's got a little bit of vision, Brad Arthur and, and his coaching team, Steve Murphy and K, they would have seen that. They would have prepared for that. They would have got him to get into the front line defensively yeah, and yeah. and uh, that would have been part of their game plan. And Regan Campbell-Gillard hitting that beautiful line in between How defenders. Fast was he? Stood up the fullback, went round him and slid over the try line. It was a great try. That Not only the try itself, but... For a front rower to put himself in the position to, to receive yeah. the ball, the offload from the 28-year-old debutant. It was very, uh, very Papali-like from the week oh, before. Was it? It? Well, that was 50 metres out. It was amazing. Showed really good speed. So, And what about the greatest try never? Black Ferguson. We've been robbed of one of the great tries. Again, the 
the aerial acrobatics from our outside backs is amazing. But he defied gravity. Yes. He looked like he was sitting on a, an invisible <laughs> it, chair it did. It did. with his legs hanging over the edge, with his hand in between <laughs> his legs and didn't lose contact with the ball. It was, it was, it was amazing. In, it was incredible. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. There you have it. Uh, but you know, I'll, I'll say it again. Night. If the West Tigers play the way they played last night, they beat a lot yep. of teams. Yeah, they mm. might finish higher than ninth this year. They, they, they look different, don't they? They yeah, look they more do. consistent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eels again winning 26-16 over the West Tigers. Uh, this is Off the Bench. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. On Off the Bench, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Yeah, there was an announcement uh, during the week, Sats, of some spring races for the Queensland calendar. Of course, the spring carnival, of course, Queensland's always been really well known for, you know, it's winter carnivals yep. and, and it's summer carnivals. Well, the spring carnival kicks off August 29. And we'll run through to October 10 with the running of the Queensland Cup at Doomben. 150,000? 125,000. 125. So there you have it. That'll be, that's, that's a, what is that, a two and a half month uh, yep. season there? Nearly, nearly three. And then so. you've got the big, game, uh, the big race in Toowoomba as well. Yeah, well, the Wheatwood, the Wheatwood. Wheatwood Handicap, which mm. is always a big day out. That's a, a great day. Same amount, 125,000. 125 grand. Now, it's been changed this year. The race day has been changed to September 26. Mate, we should. You know what we should we should do off the bench live from Toowoomba. Can I say this to I love Toowoomba. to listeners? Wherever you are, everyone knows of the Birdsville races, famous, yes, iconic. Yes, I'll go as far to say oh, as the Wheatwood Classic in Toowoomba rates up there alongside the Birdsville races as a day, as a week, I should say. I'll um I'll double down because oh, I love country meetings. Mm. Is it great? Launceston Cup. Is the best race day I have ever been to in my life. Launceston, as in town, Tasmania. Yeah, really. In Launceston, not Launceston, mate. No, no. Hello end. to our listeners in Launceston. You can't say Launceston, mate. You'd be right really? down. Okay. Oh, unreal. Is that mate. like you when we say the Maroons and you say the Maroons? Yeah, that doesn't yep. matter. It really mm. doesn't. But anyway, getting back to uh, racing Queensland. Yes. Uh, so that big race day is September 26 uh, in Toowoomba for the Wheatwood Handicap. And I say the date's been changed. $125,000 prize money on offer. For the latest Queensland racing news, meetings and form, Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing and gamble responsibly. Who gets a mention in our Off the Bench Performance of the Week? All right, Sats, who gets your Performance of the Week mentioned? Yeah, Jace, what I'm looking forward to is local footy, local rugby leagues back starting in some sectors. Um, Actually, I read with interest Scotty Prince, former Clive Churchill medal winner and premiership winner with the West Tigers. Yeah. What did you say? Hack. Hack. Yeah, no. He's actually he's making a comeback with the the Valley uh, Brisbane Valleys Valley Diehards, oh, one of the he? great clubs. Yeah. Um, what he need now, Prince? He'd be forty, I reckon. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be forty. He's been, play, he's been stayed fit. He's been playing touch. A lot of footy. touch footy. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of the uh, the local competitions are back, and uh, I'm going to get out and have a look at a couple of the games. Actually, can't wait. Mate, I'm going out for dinner Saturday night, which is a little bit tragic because the Raiders are playing the Rabbitohs. Yep. So I'm looking forward to dinner with some friends. Mm. Right? It's a nice curry, mate. Jeez, they do a good chicken ticker. Really not this place we go to. But anyway, I digress a bit. But coming home, and I'm going to watch the Rabbitohs yep. and the Raiders on KO. And no, I'm not taking my phone because you and yep. our co-worker Badge 
will probably give me a heap on WhatsApp. So I'm not. I don't want to know the score. You don't want updates. I, I don't want updates. I'm going to come home after dinner, sit down, and watch it. I nearly said no to dinner. How are you going to do that when you take your phone and? I won't take my phone, mate. I don't need. I'm not like you, mate. No, I'm, not, I'm not a social media fangirl like you. Who's on social I'm not media? A social media. You're fan on there girl. every minute. I That's don't, a mate. Lie. Come the weekend. That's a goddamn lie. <laughs> I come, the only calls or messages I get on a weekend is from you or Badge going, mate, we can't find the Wi-Fi password. That's the, I don't want anyone contacting me. So I don't, I don't use my phone, mate. Not like you. That's what I'm looking forward to it's this difficult. weekend. It's not it's difficult. difficult. Hey, Sats, on Thursday, we caught up with Pete Bedell from News Corp with all the latest rugby league news. The, uh, the David Fafida. Saga, where what's happening? Is anyone yep. likely to pick up Jack Bird that the Broncos are offering uh, to pick up to pl- pay some of his wages if they do? Yeah, a bit of a twist there, Badge. So, just last week, the Broncos advised Jack Bird's management that he was free to look around and free to leave immediately. So they they'd heard whispers that Jack was a bit homesick himself and had made a few inquiries with Sydney clubs. So they said, well, look, Jack, if you want to go, you're more than welcome to go now. So I hear the Bulldogs are the favourites, and Trent Barrett's a favourite or fan of, of Jack. So oh. he, he rates him, and, and now that he's been appointed Dean Pay's replacement, don't be surprised if he signs Bird. He'll be on a subsidised deal. I'm told that the Broncos are prepared to put in sort of four or 500000 because he's on about nine hundred at the moment. So they're prepared to meet him halfway to to move him on. So I believe Bird's played his last game for the club. I don't think he'll be there next year. The Dragons and Sharks have also been linked with Bird, but I'm told that the Bulldogs will be the favourites. And that that will free up an extra half a mil for the Broncos to retain Dave Fafida. Now, that's significant money when you're talking the margins between Brisbane's current offer of 700000 and the $1.2 million being offered by the Titans. So I don't think this is over yet, guys. I, I still think the Broncos can keep Fafida... And I think we'll get an answer definitively in the next week or two. So you think they just told him to hang tight? You don't need to make a decision right away. Hang in. We've got something that we're working on. Yeah, well, well Badge, I know that Fafita was feeling pretty stressed and overwhelmed by it all about 10 days ago. And he, after meeting with the Bronx on a Thursday, they just said, look, take your time. We're not putting deadlines on you. Go away. Clear your head. And he's since done that. And I, and I think he's talking it over with his mother, Gwen, and, and some people in and around him. So, uh, look, I think it'll be decided soon, Badge, but I, I don't think the Titans are over the line yet. I, I know the Broncos are still privately pretty confident that they can they can get the job done and keep him. So it'll be a coup whichever way he goes. So when you're going as bad as what the Broncos are, Pete, we, we look at the also the lost opportunities of players that could be running out in a Broncos jersey. You read one of your stories where... Tino Fasua Malawi, the boy from Gympie, who has been signed by the Gold Coast Titans, he slipped through the cracks from all reports with the Broncos. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah that's right, Seth. Look, I can never pronounce his surname. You're the expert. I just call him Big Tino. Um, <laughs> so we'll just call him B- B- BT from here on in. But look, I think, uh, yeah, look, he was with the Broncos. He was in their scholarship squad, their, their T-shirt squad, as they call them, from the age of 15 or 16. He was a Gympie boy. Um, and then the, he was likely to progress into the Broncos under-20s. And at that point in time, they had Payne Haas in the under-20s. And they had only a couple of spots for kids that they could promote to their full-time squad in 2018. And the Broncos weren't sure which way to jump. And at that point, Melbourne saw him. Paul Bunn was their recruitment guy, and he had big raps on Tino. And so he offered him a pretty lucrative deal. And then the Broncos got wind of that and tried to offer 
Tino a, a full-time spot at the last minute. But by then, Melbourne's offer was just too lucrative, too attractive, and, and Tino liked the idea of being coached by Craig Bellamy. So, look, it is another one that slipped through the cracks. Of course, Cameron Munster was lost to the Broncos, and now Tino has lost, been lost. News on the uh, the new coach of the Cowboys. Who's going to step into the breach uh, left there by Paul Green's resignation? Yeah, it's, it's a real dilemma, isn't it, guys? I mean, uh, look, Paul Green had seven good years there at the Cowboys, but looking around the NRL, it's not an easy solution. Look, I, I'm hearing that... I, well, I know that the Cowboys had massive wraps on Craig Fitzgibbon, the, the Roosters' assistant coach to Trent Robinson. The only yeah. problem for the Cowboys... He won't leave he's, Sydney. He's on... No, he's very happy on the New South Wales south coast. He loves going for a surf of the morning before he goes to training. So, look, I don't think there's no ways in Townsville, so I don't think he'll go there. Uh, the other coach I've heard, guys, is he's got he, he's got big aspirations to be an NRL coach, and he's doing a good job at the Storm with Craig Bellamy. Who was that? So he's another sorry, one Pete, in the mix. your phone, your phone, your dropped, phone out. dropped out. Who, Who was, was that? that? Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I, I was saying Jason Riles, the Storm oh, assistant yes. coach. Yeah. Um, he's doing a good job with Craig Bellamy and he's got aspirations to be a head coach so he could be another option and I'm also hearing I know Kevin Walters' res- resume has been sent by his management to the Cowboys but I, I don't think he'd be the front runner because has he-, he did go for the job Has Sorry, Kevy updated, updated his PowerPoint though? That's the most important thing <laughs> Oh no, he, well he's He's got the coach whisperer these guys these days, guys. The great Bradley Stubbs. So maybe Stubbsy will go with him to Townsville. He's in his corner. Broncos should get him in. This is off the bench for Bob Jane T Mart's tire and wheel specialist. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T Mart's tire and wheel specialists. Yeah, thanks to our great mates at Bob Jane T Mart's. This is Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Let's get into the tips for the rest of round 11 Sats Saturday. Mm. Uh, well, three o'clock, I should say. Warriors versus the Roosters. Roosters, yeah, I don't don't think they'll have uh, too much trouble with the Warriors. Unfortunately for the Warriors, I think just they're emotionally, they're done. Yeah. yeah, psychologically they're done. And players go home after this game as well. There's about four players, yeah. Yeah, heading home mm. after this. Yep. Um, Sharks versus Dragons. This is an interesting game. It's at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium, 5.30. Now, it's uh, the Dragons' home ground, but this is the Sharks' home ground. Well, it's, game. it's the Sharks' home ground for the next couple of years until they rebuild yeah, the GIO yeah, Stadium. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Is that what they're calling it, GIO? No, that's what. The other one was, wasn't it? No, no that's Shark Park. Canberra. Shark, Shark Park, Park was, yeah. um, oh, I can't believe I forget it. I'll remember it in a sec. Um, Pain Away Stadium? No. no? Pa- pa- are you serious? I don't know, mate. Oh, okay. So you're <laughs> Red Rooster. Taking the P-double-I. Um, I'm going to take the Dragons. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a de- definitely a coin flip out of this one. But I'm taking the Dragons because I, I like the way they fought back last week. Yeah. And uh, the big win over the... The Warriors last week is a little bit like the West Tigers beating the Broncos. It can put you in a real false sense of security how good you're actually going. So I'll I'll take the Dragons. I'll tell you what, I I like the Sharks because I think they're underrated. And Sean Johnson is in fantastic form. He's going great guns. 7.35, the Raiders take on the Rabbitohs. I'm taking the Raiders. Of course you are. Even though the Rabbitohs are without... James Roberts. I don't think that's going to hurt them that much. I don't think James Roberts has been in form for quite some time. For about three years. Yeah, like consistently I'm talking about. He's he's always been seen as the strike centre, but consistency no. has always been a real concern for him. Um, but aside from that, I, I know that you fear that Canberra, their ability to... I don't think it's fear. I think it's hope. 
<laughs> you off air. The ability saying, to back up. The ability to back up yeah. after a, yeah. a big an arduous game like they had last week against the Roosters. I think uh, I think that'll prime them well, the Raiders. And, and don't let the fact that I'm a one-eyed Rabbitoh supporter. Yeah, who's, uh, who's actually doesn't who have a membership, yeah. Anyway. Um, Sunday, 2 o'clock, the Knights taking on the Bulldogs at McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, I'm going to take the Knights. I don't think they'll have any problems. I, I just love what the Knights are starting to build. And the worst 4 o'clock Sunday game I've seen, Titans versus Panthers at Seabus Stadium. Uh, I think the um, oh, I think the Panthers on, are red hot. Yeah, they're red hot. They'll, win they'll, by be, 40. Too, they'll be too much. They'll I don't. I, no, 40. they won't win by they forty. They won't. 40. This has been off the bench. Scott Satler, thank you very much, thank and myself, very much. Jason Matthews. Thanks to Bob Jane, T Mart's Tara, Will Specialist. Have a great weekend, everyone.